A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It is time for the hottest event of the summer. Unless you found this video in a random February, in that case, Go and turn a light on and stand underneath it. That'll do. WWE is trying to make a bigger deal of SummerSlam recently so they can fill stadiums with their warm premium live event. And a solid way to do that would be with controversy. So with that in mind, don't be too surprised if they go back to the well with some of these classics. I'm Cyber What Culture. Please do hit that subscribe button. And this is the 10 biggest WWE SummerSlam controversies. Number 10, HBK goes off on Vader. Do you know when Vader was brought into the then WWF, there was a good chance he could have become world champion. I mean, he was the top guy everywhere else he worked. That's why Vince McMahon was interested to begin with. There's evidence of this from SummerSlam 1996 too, when the Mastodon was booked to take on Shawn Michaels, which should have been an excellent match as it's the classic David versus Goliath between two guys that knew what they were doing. Instead, as the story goes, Vader clonked Michael so hard the Heartbreak Kid instantly decided he didn't appreciate this, and when he later leapt off the top rope and the big man forgot to move, Shawn just shouted, Move, asshole! So I'm not sure these guys got on very well. It's all the whole thing just implode and when Michaels got backstage afterwards, he made sure that everybody knew this was not the guy. Which probably explains why soon after, Vader was made to come out in front of the fans and call himself a big fat piece of shit. Yep, it was as bad as it sounds. Number 9, Miss Elizabeth Strips. In case you don't know, Miss Elizabeth was meant to be the perfect woman, if your opinion of what a woman should be comes from 1934. She was quiet, sweet, nice, but did just exist in the WWF universe to dote on the macho man Randy Savage and sometimes be threatened by his opponents. I'm not saying it didn't work because Miss Liz was a superstar, but it's important to know the context when we arrive at SummerSlam 1988. For you see, in the main event, Elizabeth felt like Savage needed some help as he teamed with Hulk Hogan, so whipped her skirt off to reveal her pants underneath. We would obviously see far, far more risque stuff a decade later, but this just didn't happen in the late 80s, so people lost their minds. The rumors did say she was meant to do something far more revealing, but Randy put a stop to that, and this really did make a mark. Even after WWE decided to go the bra and panties match route, fans would still discuss this moment. Nobody could believe it. Number 8, John Cena no-sells the Nexus. Even Edge and Chris Jericho afterwards have come out since and said this was a mistake. So when you've got your peers saying it, ruh-roh. Happening at SummerSlam 2010 though, I think we can all agree we didn't see this through. Wade Barrett's Nexus had one hell of a debut and actually made you feel like a bunch of new stars could be born out of the group. 
I mean, they destroyed a ring on their debut. It was totally different. It all led to a big showdown with Team Cena in August, and even though the Nexus were able to take out all of his friends, John got DDT'd into the floor before getting up, dusting himself off, casually getting back in the ring, and then beating Wade and Justin Gabriel in seconds. And I mean that literally. I mean, it was bad enough that nobody backstage realized the new guys should win. In fact, Cena was so impervious to their attack, just made it even worse. Any momentum Barrett and friends had was gone, and that was that. They just treaded water for the rest of their WWE run. You know it was controversial too, as people still talk about this, including the wrestlers. Sometimes you just gotta take a chance. Number 7, Gene Oakland's Outburst. This is just good TV, to be honest, even though these days you'll need to go looking for it on YouTube. WWE will never broadcast it again. It's fair to say that Mean Gene was the best backstage interviewer the company ever had, simply because he knew how to be the consummate professional, while also enhancing and pushing storylines in the right direction. He made it look easy. Life was not being kind to him at SummerSlam 1989, however, as everything kept going wrong. After a day of minor foibles, Oakland was ready to interview Rick Rude and Bobby Heenan, where part of the sign behind him fell to the ground. It must have scared the crap out of Gene as he jumped out of his skin and shouted, F*** it, right in front of the camera. There's more to this too, as Bruce Pritchard claimed on his podcast that this was actually a pre-tape and a better take had been done, but then someone just pushed the wrong button on the night in question. So this is just the best. 30 years on and it's still funny. Number 6. Fred Durst swears live on camera. I would guess nobody told the Limp Bizkit singer that in 2012 WWE wasn't what it was 10 years prior. So when the camera cut to him in the crowd, yep, he flipped the bird. Not much you can do about that, we all saw it. You can tell the production truck freaks out as the cutaway from this is weird and awkward, especially as who knows what Fred was planning to do after this. Probably would have started effing and jeffing. The real problem was WWE was very much a PG product at the time, and not even Steve Austin was permitted to do this anymore, and yet here was Durst ignoring all of that, mostly because he could. Anybody on the roster did it. See ya. Number five, Steve Austin won't put Triple H over. So I would say we don't know the whole story with this one, but hey, something definitely went down. Taking place at SummerSlam 1999, the idea on paper was Austin versus Triple H in the main event. According to reports, Stone Cold didn't think the game was ready to become the WWF champion, or at least not at the expense of the Rattlesnake losing a match. Vince McMahon must have agreed because he has and always will call the shots until he finally steps away. Once again, Bruce Pritchard has alluded to all of this on his podcast. There was still an inkling that it was Triple H's time, though, so rather than go ahead with what we were going to do, things got weird. Mick Foley was drafted in to make it a triple threat. Hunter hit Steve with the pedigree. Mankind then smashed the King of Kings in the face before stealing the pin and becoming champion for 24 hours. Yep. On Raw, Triple H just won it anyway before he got into a long program with Steve Austin. So go and tell this story to anyone who says there's no politics in wrestling. Yeah, right. Number four, Shawn Michaels takes the piss. Yep, there's no two ways about it. That's what he did. And you can kind of understand it too. During the build-up to SummerSlam 2005, the plan was a three-match series between Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan that would last for months. HBK would win one, Hulkster would win the other two, and then they could go on their merry way. Given for this to work, HBK had to be victorious the first time they met, though. Magically, Hogan decided he didn't want to do this feud anymore, and it made much more sense if he just had his hand raised and then we forget about it. Where have we heard that story before? It certainly sounds like Michaels tried to fight this, but nobody can outpolitic the master, meaning Shawn needed a plan B, or to oversell everything Hulk did to him to the point of lunacy. 
mean, if you haven't seen this, what the hell are you doing? Some individuals felt this was offensive, but I can't lie. I love it. Seeing Michaels act like he'd been shot following a punch or rocketing out the ring after a big boot is genuinely funny. Even if non-fans watching would have been baffled. I mean, it looks ridiculous. You can tell that Jim Ross on commentary does not agree with his actions, but that makes it better. And let's face it, would we still be discussing this otherwise? Probably not. Instead, it's gone down folklore. It's great. Number three, Owen Hart breaks Steve Austin's neck. This one is just horrible, not least because if you watch it now, you know what's coming two years later. I hate all of this. The story behind it is baffling too because it certainly sounds like something was off. When Steve Austin and Owen Hart were planning their match, they agreed on the pile driver spot. But when Owen suggested the modified tombstone version, Austin insisted they did it the normal way. It seems like they both settled on the latter. And yet mid-match, Hart hoists Steve up the opposite way and dropped him right on his head. It is difficult to watch. It would be the start of some serious neck problems for Austin, and for a good few minutes after this, he was paralyzed on the mat. He literally could not move, which is why the roll-up to end this is the worst thing you'll ever see. How the rattlesnake was even able to do it in the first place, I don't know. Makes no sense. It created a rift between the two men that was never sorted out and likely was the reason that six years later, Austin was done. So be safe, people. Nothing is more important. Number two, the ultimate warrior wants more money. This one is crazy because as a kid, I had no clue. SummerSlam 1991 was the first WWF VHS tape I owned. And even though I was basically a fetus, I would watch it over and over again as I had nothing else. It soon became one of my favorite pay-per-views for this reason. And then my brain formed and I realized everything on the screen was a big lie. Well, no, not a lie, but it wasn't what it seemed. The Ultimate Warrior was at the center of all this. And while the experiment to make him world champion hadn't worked out, he was still a megastar. It's why the main event was him and Hulk Hogan taking on Colonel Mustafa, Sergeant Slaughter, and General Adnan. Although it almost didn't happen. Why? because the ultimate one wanted more cash. That's right. Before the show, he told Vince McMahon he was not going to the ring unless he got an extra $500,000, which would be crazy now, so it's even more nuts back then. Feeling like he had no choice, McMahon agreed because he needed his closing contest, and then he fired Warrior almost instantly when they were done. Not sure how he could have been surprised by this. What did he really think was going to happen? Number one, Brock Lesnar destroys Randy Orton's head. And then Chris Jericho wanted to kick Brock's ass because of it. I mean, what the flub is going on? I still don't get why we decided to do this anyway, but in the main event, it was Orton versus Lesnar, with the finish being Brock legitimately opening Randy up with super vicious elbows to the point he bled and got concussed. Oh yeah, well, who saw that coming? It was so brutal, Jericho stormed to the gorilla position afterwards, thinking Lesnar had gone into business for himself and threatened to beat him up. Now that would not have gone well, but that's how riled up the wizard was. And if others hadn't jumped in to stop this, who knows what would have happened. It did the world of good for Chris because after the fact, everyone thought he was a badass. But let's not forget about Randy here. The poor dude got bludgeoned for no reason, apart from the fact we had no other plans. So once again, let's not do this again. It's not wrestling. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.